Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This episode of the Mosaic Live podcast is brought to you by 2237 Designs. You've heard me talk about it before, whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur, side hustler, or just somebody working internally on your company's web presence, managing your online presence should be stupid, simple, not just stupid. 2237 Designs offers affordable solutions to getting things done online when you need them, not on some agency's terms. 2237 Designs offers web design and website maintenance, hosting, domain name management, online reputation management, and email support. And getting started is easy and it's just a text message away. Text 380-201-3300. Again, that's 380-201-3300. That's the new, the new Columbus area code for those not in the know. And let me know you heard about 2237 Designs on the pod. Yes, as a reminder, this is my company. And I, text me, and I will hook you up with a free year of website hosting. When you hire 2237designs for your web needs. Again, that's 3802013300. And just let me know you heard about us and uh, I'll take care of you. Uh, treat your business to its very own web concierge. Hello, friends. Ernie and I are back with another conversation today. And as we get going, I just want to uh, shout out a couple of reminders. You can find us on Instagram at One Mosaic Life. And of course, if you want to email us, it's uh, One Mosaic Life at gmail.com. <clears throat> Ernie and I are also, uh, we have another live meditation class coming up uh, in April. And I should know that date. It's uh, April April 16th. That's a Thursday starting at 6.30 p.m. It's at uh, Equivita Yoga Studio in Grandview Heights, Ohio. Um, I'm really excited about this. It's a, a little bit bigger than our previous one. And I know Ernie, Ernie's got some great uh, meditation practices to uh, demonstrate while we're there. So uh, if you'd like to learn more, check the show notes. Uh, we'll have a link to the Eventbrite event page. Um, and then you can register from there. Ah, this episode, uh, Ernie and I, it's a little bit shorter conversation. Ernie and I sat down to do some, uh, testing when it comes to remote recordings. And, uh, so you'll notice his audio is a little bit better than it was last time. Did some, uh, magic on, uh, the recording process. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we, we talk, uh, we didn't really know what we were getting into, uh, but uh, I was currently reading. Actually, still am reading. It's a short book, but it's it's very thick, if that makes any sort of sense. It's called uh, Determinism um, and Free Will or Versus Free Will. I don't know. I don't remember. Uh, but uh, Determinism is this really interesting idea that uh, free will isn't as free as we think about it on the surface. Um, if you think about the last decision that you made and you think about all the variables that went into making that decision hindsight being 2020 would you be able to predict which decision you were going to make that's the general idea behind determinism and we really get in depth as as, as deep as we can uh given our knowledge of it uh within this conversation and uh we talk a lot about about our decisions in the past and what led to those so i, I i'm by no means an expert i've i've read 90 pages and like 130 page book about it, but uh, it's a very interesting topic and one that I would keep an open mind about because 
this does not delve into religion. Uh, this is just simply, are we capable of actually making free choice or does everything that has led up to our lives at this certain point predict what choices are going to be made? Check it out. Just yeah, give it a listen. It's a short episode and um, we really have a good time talking about it. So uh, we've got a, a few great interviews coming up. So please, please go ahead and subscribe. If you are not already subscribed, you can visit our website, onemosaic.life. And uh, of course, it would be amazing if you would take a moment to leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice, because that helps others um, find out about us. So without further ramblings on, I present to you, Ernie and and, and me, and me. This is, yeah, it's Ernie and me. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. Life is an art. Every moment a picture painted in time. The color, texture, lighting, all context. The Mosaic Life vision is to cast a warm glow on your masterpiece, highlighting the struggle while showcasing the culmination of years of hard work. Join us for guided meditations, interviews with authors and leaders, and engaging conversation as we explore the depths of our consciousness. But do the welcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, welcome to the Mosaic Life podcast. <clears throat> How's it going, Ernie? It's going well. I am uh, Mr. Welsh. Yeah. I'm Dude, I didn't know. Excited. I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, we've, we've known you for a couple years now. And uh, I, I, you know, in your email address, like Ernie J. Welsh, I, I just didn't like, is your first name like actually start with a J and like you're using that? Like uh, explain for the people, explain for me. Explain for the what, people. What, what the um, fuck your name is? What's yeah, your name? my, na- my name is James James. Um, back in my high school days, it was James when I was in Spanish class. Uh, no, I don't think that was the truth. I think I chose <laughs> uh, I chose something much stranger, like Raul, I think is what it was. But James is my first name. Um, and I've always gone by Ernie. I was named after one of my dad's best friends who passed away very young. And he yeah. uh, ended up, um, you know, 20, 10 years later, uh, naming me after him. So pretty cool name uh, when, you, when, when you consider that. I've always yeah. kind of thought it was strange because the first thing with Ernie uh, is... Um, people related to Sesame Street and as a kid you're just like I'm done hearing that damn joke dude um but uh it's also memorable and and then lately the funny thing is my first name is James and as people hear that I've heard multiple people say I wish you would go by James I'm just like you'd be a different person you'd be a different person to me it would be it'd be strange and I know that's unfortunately like people might uh their own cognitive bias you know of the name Ernie versus the name James it would probably have more uh, I don't know, class or something, but uh, I'm just like, I'm not doing that now. Like, it's, I'm 30, it's, almost 30 years old. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And I was just listening to an Aubrey Marcus podcast. I've actually, like, never listened to him before. I like him a lot. I respect He's him. awesome. He yes. is. Um, and he was actually, I, I think I listened to this particular episode because he was, he does, like, an Aubrey Marcus podcast books series. Yeah. And yeah. um I listened to the one where he uh read an excerpt of Island by Aldous Huxley. Um I've got a love hate relationship with Huxley and I've talked a little bit about it on our Instagram uh feed before which is at one mosaic life. Um 
But he, after he re- read the excerpt, uh, he talked a little bit about, and I can't remember, he, I, I don't remember the, the, the theory or notion that he was mentioning, but, you know, once, you know, when, as kids grow up, they see birds. They see birds in the sky, but when they learn, you know, a certain bird is an eagle, they stop seeing a bird, they see an eagle. And he also talked about, you know, having that as, a, as somebody's name. You see somebody for who they are, but once you learn their name, then they are no longer that person. They are the name. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk a, a little bit about, you know, what you would be with James as your first name, as opposed to Ernie, it, it, it's, it's, it's silly to me, but it, it makes sense. Like you are, you, you are the, 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 the thoughts you have, the, the ambitions, your, your desires, you are not a name. And I think a lot of people fail to, to realize that we go deeper than beyond, you know, what's written on a piece of paper. Yeah. There's so much that any person like all these post-it notes that we have for people and you hear like, Oh, Trey's coming tonight. And then there's an assumption like a, what do the people call it? An avatar. Yeah. That is built within our minds about each person. Um, And that's why I don't, you know, well, I'll say this, the, the the identity, the ego, right. Um, Whatever I identify as me anyways, like I'm not, I'm not even me. I'm not even Ernie really in the, in the grand scheme of things. Ernie is a compilation of experiences and memories and beliefs that I now hold uh, that guide my life. But really I was, I'm just consciousness at the bottom of it. Like I'm awareness. I'm aware. I can see, I can feel, I can experience. Um, And then on top of that is a layer of layers and layers and layers of identity uh, and, and a name that kind of encapsulates that all for myself and for other people. Um, but that's kind of like the reason I just don't care about the conversation of, oh, it would be more professional if you went by James or it would be a better impression. I don't know why people say it, um, but it's all made up anyways. Like, it is. <laughs> it's all it's all made up. It is. I, I agree with you. And I, yeah. it's, it's a silly it's a silly perception to think of, you know, oh, I'm James and I are recording a podcast today, and I just—I don't know. I, 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 It's—it's it's a, it's a—it's a mental hurdle for some reason, and I don't—I don't know. I—I can't tell you why. Funny story. I did decide at 18 to rebrand myself as James, and I got a job at a calling center. <laughs> and I, and I was James. Like I never said, I go by Ernie. You know, they always ask you yeah. in class. They always ask you at the job, or you just mention it. Oh, I go by Ernie. Um, and so it was just like, I'm going to go by James. I don't like this Ernie guy. And, <laughs> and I would be sitting at work and I just remember my manager like for, I don't know how long before I tuned in finally, James, James, <laughs> James, James. I was like, oh shit, that's me. I forgot. <laughs> hey, right. what's up? It's like, they didn't even, they didn't even reference it. <laughs> so yeah. I, 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 along those lines, I remember the first time I went to Vegas, uh, it was when I was in college, it was for spring break. And, you know, the first time anybody goes to Vegas, they, they build this idea up in their mind that you can be whoever you want to be. And, you know, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And so my, my college roommate and I, we had this weird relationship where if you've ever seen, seen or read Fight Club, you've got Tyler Durden and then you've got the narrator and then Tyler, equal Brad Pitt versus, um, ah, what the hell's his name? Um, uh, it doesn't matter. It'll be in Ed the show Norton. notes. Ed Norton. Ed Norton. <laughs> yeah. And so you, we, 
we got this weird thing where I was always capable of talking uh, Keith, my buddy, into doing things. Uh, you know, good ideas, bad ideas didn't really matter. It was so I was his Tyler to to I, I was a Tyler to his narrator, and so I went to Vegas, you know, with this idea. Oh, I'm going to be Tyler. I'm going to be. I'm going to do all this, you know, crazy shit. And you can brand yourself however you want, but internally, you still. It, it was at least difficult for me to think of myself as somebody who would be construed as a, as a Tyler. I was still just Trey inside. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it really does go much deeper than a name. And even, you know, somebody calling you James, um, when you told them to, it, it's 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 a, a mental click that just, it, it doesn't happen instantly. You know, I had a different experience from like when I travel, I feel the most free because I don't feel constricted to the identity that I have put up around myself in my home, in my hometown, right? you know, in my, in my group of friends, in my family, I almost have, you know, we, we kind of grow up, uh, in a certain mold and then we step out <clears throat> or at least this was my experience. I grew up in a certain mold and then I step out into the world and I realize there are other molds. And, and then at some point I realize, oh, I can actually choose from which mold I, I want to, um, act or be in the world. And, and for me, like going to Vegas, I didn't go to Vegas, but I went to Virginia and lived there for nine months. And I also traveled a couple times in college to Costa Rica, to Paris, some other places. And when I was even just, even just at an airport or even, you know, just being out alone on the other side of the, the city or state, um, I, I, I felt free from that, what felt like restrictive mold of who I was supposed to be around my people, um, who I typically am. And, and nobody really saw me as a certain way or certain person. And, and so I was freed up to just be whatever felt right. Um, I don't know. I just thought I'd share that because it, I guess it just depends on where we are, what we're experiencing and what our intention is. And interesting question, you know, when you were, here, I guess, when you were, you know, not gone for time, you know, that mold that you're, that you feel like you're in, is that a mold that you feel other people are holding you or, you know, keeping you in, or do you feel like you're keeping it in yourself? Well, yeah. Um, it, 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 I think it happens both ways, you know, uh, when we're just, ima- just imagine being in your, your friends group from, you know, high school or college or something. Right. And, and then, they, somebody cracks a joke and everyone's supposed to laugh at it because that's like, it's the feeling in the room. But it's like, if you were to, you know, they kind of give you a look like you're, you're acting strange. Like something's different about right. you. You know what I mean? If you're just trying to like portray something different or I don't know, that's maybe a poor example. Um, I mean, it's, it's a type but, of conformity is what it is. You know, sometimes we expect, I mean, the post-it note, the avatar of other yeah. people, we expect that and we kind of, we totally, a lot of times, act in the way that uh, is suitable to that avatar, you know, that we kind of, um, uh, based upon what we've experienced of them, we modify our interactions to to go in within those that box or whatever. And then also we have our own beliefs. I mean, entirely, it's all, in the end, it's not, it's not other people doing it, but we can be susceptible, I believe. I've been susceptible and I am at times susceptible. Um, to the way other people bring it to me or show or show up or the experience of other people that I have um, that provokes that mold or whatever. But right. in the end, it's all it's all self-belief. 
uh, identity and and something that we can choose to conform, like you said, and or not to. That's that's what I think. I guess. What do you think? Yeah, well, I I I, I agree with you, um, but I, I do want to ask. You know, when you showed up for the first time at uh, the, the Dublin Leadership Group in which we met, how were you showing up that day? Were you showing up in a way that you've never shown up before, uh, or because you, this is a new opportunity with a new group of people, or was this you know a, a brand, if you will, that uh, you had been trying to build for yourself and you were looking for? And this is a fairly natural segue. Uh, you were looking for people to spend time around so you could be, become the average of you know those people who you hopefully were looking to respect and mm. be respected. So was I showing up naturally or showing up as a brand? Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. When were you? Yes. Yeah. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, I don't like the idea of it being a brand. Like when I want to change who I'm being in the world, um, uh, I don't know what, when I was showing up to that, what I was showing up as. I can imagine it was kind of, uh, like I showed up to many things and, and tend to show up to some things is um, trying to be something and to be validated by the experience that I am that something. Right. <laughs> you know, to be that quite honest. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, it's not like I want to be a brand. It's, it's just, <clears throat> I want to be a good person. I want to, want to uh, uh, come from compassion and, and, and love, but in the end, my, my identity, my ego wants to be validated sometimes, and that gets in the way of everything uh, or can get in the way of things. Right. Um, so uh, showing up naturally is where I'm coming to, but probably not so much three or four years ago. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm curious. I was curious about that. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of which, I, I did, um, I, I think I mentioned this to you in text message, but I, I, uh, I sat down with Erin, uh, who put together that group uh, all those years ago, and she also hosts the Confident Woman podcast and got to catch up with her. Um, she's awesome. I, I really, uh, I, I, I missed uh, having those conversations with her, and she was just, a, it was a great time. We sat down for coffee, and two hours flew by. Yeah. Rachel Brooks is her co-host, I think, right? Yep. Yeah, yep. so check that out if if uh, if you're listening and interested in that. They definitely yeah. have an incredible podcast. Two women who uh, have really been putting in the work to uh, care more for themselves, for the people around them, and to uh, create what they want in their world. Uh, and and it's, she's definitely an incredible woman. We're hoping to uh, collaborate yes. in the future. Actually meeting with uh, Rachel next week cool. about uh, that and some other stuff. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, I want to I want to steer back here. That's another uh, for a quick second. I uh, so right now I'm reading determinism or free will, um, which I've, I've had on my shelf for for a long time. It's not even a long book. It's just it's it's a very it's a very flighty book. I mean it's it you know you 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 get into it and you realize right away okay this is older type English. I mean it was written a hundred years ago, um, but the 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 philosophy behind it is very interesting. Not something I really thought about before, and I have a very very layman's understanding of what it is. Uh, the the con the concept is I mean you, you think about free will. You think about oh you know I've got a choice. I can do this. I can do this. I can do whatever the hell I want. You know that just seems to, that's the generally accepted you know idea of how we as humans or any you know, sentient being operate. 
operates. But the idea of determinism isn't necessarily preordained fate. It's thinking about it this way. We know for a fact that the sun is going to go down tonight and it's going to come back up tomorrow, barring some catastrophic incident. It's just there's, there's science behind it. You know, what over the billions of years that it's been in existence, you know, it has gotten to a place where it's predictable. We know what's going to happen. And so the idea is if we had the capability of calculating all the variables in our lives and you think about our infinite or not our infinite, but our, our long history as ourselves and humans, if we ran that through an algorithm, we could essentially determine what we would do next, what I would, what I would say next based on all my past experiences, what I would do, where I would go. It's just a, it's a very, very interesting philosophy that I, I was not familiar with prior to that. And I wanted to bring it up just to hear your thoughts, Ernie, because I'm sure you have a, a deep take on it. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I'm fascinated by it. Yeah. What do you what do you think about it? It's it's very interesting because I from a, from a scientific standpoint, you know, you can we can with a, a fair amount of um, margin for error predict, you know, the weather. Uh, we we know when certain things in life are going to happen because we have the algorithms, we have data, historical data built up on you know, what has happened in the past, and it's able to predict what's going to happen in the future. And because the variables in our lives are so vast, and like, insanely huge numbers, I, I think that any time in our lifetime, where we'll be able to predict, you know, certain elements of our life is probably not realistic. But I, there is something to it, that knowing who I am, if I were to give two choice, if I were to be given two choices, anybody who knows me, can probably predict, you know, which one I'm going to go for. If I want to go look at the stars or if I want to go to a club, people who know me are going to be able to say, oh, he wants to go look at the stars. It's it's on a very dumbed down basis. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, this is really a really cool place to go with the with the whole topic of name. <laughs> yeah, like moving into this. It's almost perfect. Did you plan that? I did not. No, I'm, just, um, I'm on my. I'm on. I'm on. Uh, I'm on point today. I'm on. I'm on my podcast game. Man. Uh, so what I. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm with it. You know, people who know who I am. Um, that really, that statement really resonated. Um, I believe. Yeah. If. If a person I, has a strong. Identity. And I want to be clear, I'm not talking about, like I said, it's not preordained. I'm not talking about a higher power. I'm talking about, you know, the, here is the data that that we have on our, our lives. And, you know, here is, you know, what is coming up in the future. And again, I, it's, it's my, my understanding is not nearly strong enough in this to be able to have a really, really super intelligent conversation. But there, the idea is that, you know, we... It can be determined, again, determinism, what are the outcome of certain scenarios will be based on who we are and what we've been through in the past. Yeah, you know, and that's, I mean, that's the fundamental, honestly, dude, I think we're talking about the fundamental challenge of transformation. When a person wants to do something different, but they constantly reference the data of what they've done in their past, Right. Th there's, there's, 
the and and then attaching to that data okay so every time this has happened i've done this you know i could have zagged but i zigged and i've always zigged and i'm always going to be the person who zigs that's just you know like when we get caught up in the things that we've done being who we are then we repeat that over and over and over again right and it's all in our name it's all in what we believe about ourselves and what we believe about the world and what we believe about other people and when it comes down to it if we if we want to change then we have to cut through those beliefs i guess what i'll say is i didn't realize this until i had been coached uh, by by somebody who who was great at asking questions to get to the truth. Like I would, I would make, and I, and I still do at times when I'm all the time, like I make these definitive statements about what it means and what I am and what I do and, and how it is. And then just simply inquiring into them to the truth of, Oh, so you're, you're X or you're Z. Are you always X or Z? Is there any other time that you've been a or B mm-hmm. and, and really, um, breaking apart this idea that everything that we've done and everything that we've experienced is what we are going to do and experience. All we are like ever, and this is maybe overplayed for some people. All we are ever is right now in the next choice. And we always have the choice to do whatever it is, you know, speak more gently to our significant other. Right. Um, sit still instead of get up and get the Cheetos. Um, <laughs> we always have that, but there's this momentum of of data, right? There's this momentum of data of what we've done that kind of progresses us in the same patterns. So uh, honestly, I think you're talking about literally the fundamental um, challenge of transforming is letting go of the data and simply choosing to be different, choosing a different identity. I am, I am X, I am Y, I am Z, I am, I am, I am capable, you know. And I guess the idea of determinism is, you know, everything that has led you to the point where you want to choose to pursue a new path has been built up in your in your history you know you you have had these people who know you for the past you know 10 15 29 years and you want to be perceived in their eyes differently and so you reach a point in your life where it's time for you to and I, I'm, I'm sorry for using this word rebrand yourself uh, to be looked at and respected in a different light in a different manner so I guess that's the idea behind determinism is that all all of this has led you to a point where it's no longer an option it's you know something that you have to do um it's just it's it's determined i don't i don't know i mean it, I, yeah it's it's a very it's it's difficult to accept you know that we if we were to you know take this at face value it's difficult to accept the 
even the idea of questioning free will that, you know, we have unlimited choices and that, you know, we can do whatever the hell we want. But, you know, you have to consider the fact that there are so many things that are leading into our everyday lives and so many people that are influencing it that there are only so few options as to what exactly can happen uh, to us. Um, and, and everything that's led up to that is put you at this at this head. It's OK. I have to do this or this. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I struggle with, you know, saying, oh, maybe maybe free will isn't exactly all it's cracked up to be. So are you talking about uh, like uh, certain achievements? Are you talking about like, can we put some. Uh, can you put some uh, like a specific idea around this, like a story around what you're talking about? Mm. <clears throat> When you, what do you mean by achievements? Mm. It's so it sounds like <clears throat> there's limitation in what we can choose, but I don't know if we're talking about choosing and 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 getting a, the same thing. Like, what are you talking about when you talk about outcomes and choice and, and determinism? Are you, are you picturing, um, you know, like choosing where we live? Are you picturing choosing? Okay. Well, yeah, let me, let's, let's, let's run this thought experiment. Yeah. I mean, you, you recently, uh, like last year you moved, right? You moved, mm -hmm. you, you bought a new house and, and Southern Ohio. Okay. So you know what? If if you had to just you know think back on the on the moments leading up to that, the moments, the choices. You know what were some of the biggest influencers in you moving to that property? I mean, it wasn't just you know one day you woke up and said, "Hey, wife, let's let's move." Um, and let, uh, that's as far as I understand it. I mean, what what were some of the things that this you decided? Okay, this is something that I need to do in my life. <laughs> it, it's going to be a funny story, maybe. Uh, so for, you know, six to eight months, I don't know, maybe even a year, we were feeling um, the tension of not being close to family. And, you know, when you have two young kids, or at least when we have two young kids, it is very helpful to have hands, uh, it, you know, within range that you can just Hey, what, can you help out this week? Can you help out next week and not have to drive a, a long way? Now, with that being said, we were really happy where we were. And so for eight months or so, in my mind, I kept going back and forth, like, move, don't move, move, don't move, move, don't move. And uh, so when I get to that place where I can't make a decision, I, I throw it up in the air and see where it lands. So I was driving to work one day and I was in my head just like so frustrated and not being able to pick. And so I literally said, I have no idea what to do and I'm not deciding. Like if, if I'm supposed to move, then like God or, or you know, universe or source, whatever, like you're going to have to show me because like, I, I can't pick. I don't know what to do. I have no idea. I literally threw it up in the air in my car, said this probably out loud. And the next day, um, the guy who helped us find the house 
texted me. Actually, it was the next day or, the, or within three days. It was, I, th- I think it was like the next day. Part of me wants to even say it was the same day. But um, the guy who sold us the house, who, who helped us find the house, the realtor, he had, uh, his daughter had started, um, had gotten her real estate license. And so he messaged us and said, hey, you know, it's been a while. Have you... I just wanted to reach out. My daughter started, you know, selling houses and just wanted to see if you'd ever thought about selling your house right now. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, I've actually thought about it quite a bit. Maybe we could have a conversation. And uh, and so we had a conversation and, and I just followed the flow. You know, if you've ever read yeah. The Surrender Experiment by Michael Singer, um, this is what I was doing. I was throwing it up and surrendering to what came to me. And so we, we signed a paper saying she could sell our house. And now um, we paid, I'll just say the number. I don't care about the numbers. I don't know if it's like faux pas or not. But like uh, we paid 140, 140000 for the house. And mm-hmm. it was a year and a half later after we bought it. And she came in saying that she wanted to sell it for 165 And I was like, you're crazy, nice. lady. Like, so like the universe showed me that we're supposed to sell it because it sent this, it sent this realtor. Right. And then, and then it's like telling me, oh, you're not going to sell it because she's charging way overpriced for it. And I'm like, Hey, cool. Put it on the market for 165. If we're supposed to move, somebody will buy it. Yeah. And, uh, the, the open house was two days later and the three people showed up and one of them put an offer in overpriced and, uh, nice. and we sold our house for like a profit of. 20 some thousand and uh you know and literally a week prior i said i have no idea like just just show it show me what i'm supposed to do <laughs> and uh so i don't know what what the what side of uh and so we moved and then we came closer to family i don't know what side of the free will determinism or or what what that lands on but that's exactly what happened let me um i i do want to try and break that down as best i can but i, I want to I, I found an excerpt in this book that i, I kind of want to read here cool and then we can elaborate Go on that for it. <clears throat> all right let me see where this starts uh okay four okay let me get in my position here for the present let us see what is really involved in the fact of choice Determinism, we are advised, must deny the reality of choice because choice assumes alternatives, and there can be no genuine alternatives if events are determined. Let us see. If I am watching a stone rolling down a hillside and am in doubt as to whether it will pass to the right or to the left of a given point, I shall not recognize any resonant capacity in the stone for choosing one path rather than the other. The absence of consciousness in the stone precludes some, uh, such an assumption. But suppose we substitute for that stone a barefooted human being and assume that one path is smooth while the other is liberally sprinkled with sharp pointed stones. There would then be an obvious reason for the selection of one, uh, of one path, and no one would hesitate to say that there was an illustration of the exercise of choice. Choice, then, is a phenomenon of consciousness and it implies a recognition of alternatives. But a recognition of alternatives does not by any means imply that either of the two are equally uh, eligible. It is merely a consciousness of the fact that they exist, and that either might be selected or or circumstances favorable to its selection. Without laboring the point, we may safely say that all that is given in the fact of choice is the consciousness of a choice. There is nothing in it that tells us of the conditions of the selection or whether it is possible or was possible for the agent to have chosen differently or not. 
So I think you can see like this it's very like it's a very old language. It's uh, he very deliberate with uh, the way he writes things. But the idea it's a that's a very poignant uh, example he made. One that I tried to make earlier is that you know you may have choices, but one tends to lead us down the path which we were predetermined to select. Um, which you know mm. I I feel like you kind of you made the choice because because you didn't want to make a choice you made that you made the choice to let uh that man's daughter list your house that was a choice within itself um and so i don't know man this like i i i don't want to again i don't want to claim like this is this this a lot of this is over my head it's 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 a mind fuck and i'm trying to <laughs> process it at the same time um but i mean it, it's it's just it's very interesting to see all of the different people and decisions and, you know, things that led into that, that decision to move, uh, for you to sell your house and move. I, yeah, I have no idea. To me, it was quite supernatural as, as a few experience, actually quite a few experiences, experiences in my life have been. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, there was definitely choosing and, 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 uh, and some of it felt determined too. I yeah, I have no idea, man. I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. <laughs> I, yeah. I really don't. You know, but I when I think of who who I've been at a level of, uh, so not like uh, necessarily choices in terms of do I move? Do I not? Do I wear blue? Do I wear red? Um, But in terms of uh, who I'm, what I'm expressing into the world. So what, what texture of humanity that I'm bringing could be, you know, love. It could be tension. It could be uh, resentment. It could be um, compassion could be uh, strength, could be weakness, like the texture. Um, that's where my mind goes when we talk about this. Um, and and we've, we have data of textures that we've brought into the world. And, and if, if this experiment of like uh, this guy who wrote this book. What was his name? It, uh, Chapman Cohen. Chapman Cohen. So he talks about this, you know, if you ran the data of somebody's life, you could see where it would go. If he ran this data on me um, at 22 when I was uh, thrashing, like with a curtain rod, the, uh, the my, my room, my college apartment room, like I was just lost in anger and rage and, right. and literally thrashing my room apart and just like breaking everything in it. Uh, if he would have ran the data then, then he would probably have some data about where I would be right now in my life that had to do with darkness and anger and, and maybe like evil deeds. I don't know. But, uh, right. That's, that actually, that raises an interesting question. You know, I, I think 
in you know if if we were to even consider this idea of things being predetermined you know it's it may be permissible to say oh you know in two days i'm gonna i'm going to end up here because you know i i clicked this box on the internet i don't know but to, to extrapolate out you know 10 15 20 years that seems that's that seems insane i mean i i don't i i don't think that you know that that notion is just it's just impossible to consider um it's such a huge difference to see everything every single variable in your life you know both internally and externally would have to be calculated to to have any sort of and I, I know I'm saying this like this is, you know, some new social network that 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 tells you everything that's going to happen in your life. And I, I don't mean it that way. I just it it blows my mind to think about somebody or something or uh, just be able to say, OK, you're going to be here in, in 20, 25 years. That's that's it seems impossible to me. Yeah, it's really hard to tell in the end. Uh, and I don't necessarily think that you're. Um, defending either side we're just discussing what the ideas that come right. up around it um, in the end I, I've noticed in the past five years that the belief that I can change in an instant and that I can choose new completely new um, trajectory in in my essence in my humanity and my being um, that has served me deeply it served me when I'm getting lost in in, a, uh, in an, uh, an idea of how things should be, and I'm angry about it. Being able to shift immediately in a moment's notice to not to, to actually embracing and loving that moment, um, or you know making habitual choices around uh, health or something, you know, knowing in a moment that I can choose differently, um, that has served me. And I don't, and maybe it's predetermined that I would always be the person that would choose that but uh you know that's what i that's what i believe at this point is it's that i really want to hit on that it has to be let go that's so that's so so important because i remember five four years ago i don't remember how long ago exactly but i would feel so stuck in you know the 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 ruts or the the lane that i had chosen for myself and you know there were all these things that i wanted to do but I felt like I couldn't escape, you know, the trajectory that I was on, you know, just being stuck in a nine to five job or, you know, uh, being incapable of pursuing the, the ventures that I had always dreamt of, of, of pursuing. And the point that you just made is you can the it's an instant it's an instantaneous thing is you you decide to make a difference in your life i mean you, you, it's, your life probably isn't going to change overnight but the the perception the 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 mindset that you have can and that's so important and i think a lot i know i didn't realize it at the time but i think a lot of people get stuck in this in this in this feeling in this place that they cannot make any significant change in their life and so they they go on like zombies you know just working toiling away in in in, in misery and whether that's you know a relationship that they're in or a job that they hate without even accepting the potential of you know finding a, a new pursuit in life or a, a new situation yeah i mean it, uh, honestly uh, that's it nails it what what uh what we believe ourselves to be is either the detriment that we continue to you know, live into or is, is the, um, the thing that sets us free from 
what we had been, what we what we had done, the choices we had made in the past, like the the belief, the identity. It all comes for me. It all comes back to the identity. I, yeah. I'm I'm not worthy of somebody better. So this is just where I have to stay. I'm not worthy of uh, a better life. I'm not. Uh, I'm always the one to get this far and then screw it up. It just always happens to me. Like these are all statements of identity that continue to infringe on the moments where we could actually be something totally different. We don't have to have uh, compiled data of how we've been to make the choice to do better or do different or, or be, be um, more true to what we deserve, you know, in yeah. the end. I agree. And uh, to kind of pull back here a little bit and as, as we get closer to parting ways, you know, one thing that I, I do, it, to, to me... In regard to change, this this time of year is always very exciting to me. You know, you you feel yourself on the horizon of something new with spring and with daylight savings time coming about, and I, that 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 feeling is just it's so empowering. I don't I don't know I, I don't know if there's any point in mentioning it other than you know Ernie, what are your you know hopes and ambitions moving forward? Did, did does this time of year um, you know pull at you at you at the insides of you at all? Like do you see yourself you know stepping foot into new ventures um with the onset of spring i love the changing of seasons i used to hate it living in ohio and winter and all that stuff but yeah. i love yeah. the juxtaposition and uh um so it, i'm always excited by change yeah for sure um now that you mention it i realized the onset of spring hasn't necessarily brought about new inspiration um, but I am excited to be outside more. Me too, man. Me too. And I, I know we, I, we, we talked about this a fair amount over the last few months. You know, we, we, we've, we've really put our nose to the grindstone and, and certain elements of, of the things that we're working on to, to build that foundation to get to where we want to be, you know, when it comes to this time of year. And I'm really excited for the podcast and, and for everything else that we've got going on. So, uh, Thank you for, you know, being a part of that and, and, you know, inspiring me to want to do more with my life. Yeah, it's nice to have these relationships, man, where we're constantly having conversations like this. And for sure. Uh, and it definitely and keeps moving us forward. And, you know, I know we've mentioned it probably at least 22 times by this point in time, but uh, I know you love the quote and I love it too. You know, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And that's really starting to strike true, truer and truer with me, you know, especially as we interview these awesome people, as we build our real life network out, you know, we, you and I were just at a, um, a mastermind event a couple of weeks ago and uh, just being around those extremely intelligent people who all have different takes on one similar topic. It's just, it's very exciting to, to be in a, a room with that much mental power. And it makes me want to be a better person. It makes me want to do more. Yeah. Yeah, man. You know, I, you mentioned that that quote yesterday or something and, and we were considering what we would talk about in this episode and and I so I was thinking you know the, the five people you spend the most time with does that is that still is that still it does that still resonate and something else kind of struck and I want to amend it a little bit for myself um, yeah just as an idea um, that we are the average of the conversations that we have. 
or the questions that we pose. Yeah, that's a good point. And in this in this world that is ever connected, I, I think you're absolutely right because, with that. You know, because I think, uh, you know, just because some of my f- older friends, we get together and we just talk about jokes and we have fun and we're just like light and... Um, uh, the I don't the point I guess is to say that there's always this quality of of power and, and and transformation and and growth in every person. How are we tapping into it when we're relating, or how are we tapping into it when we're alone? So it's like uh, I am the average of the questions I ask myself, or I am the average of the conversations, the types of conversations that I have. Yeah, just an interest, another interesting way to to look at it that kind of came up as I was considering that again. Certain. Certainly. And, and that, that goes both ways. I mean, if you're having, if you're continuously having deepening conversation and, and, and mind expanding conversation, that's going to be extremely beneficial for you. But at the same time, if you are constantly complaining or if you're constantly around totally. somebody who's complaining, that is going to put you in such a bad spot. If you're, if you, I mean, I have, I have withdrawn some of my critique with social media over the past, you know, several months as we've done this, but there, you can still get into a very toxic place, you know, on those platforms. If you are connected with people who are just constantly negative and and bitching and moaning about politics, about, you know, life and how bad it is all the time, you, that is going to leach out and affect you. It's, it's just, you are absolutely right, Ernie. The, the conversations you have or have a huge influence on you. So have good conversations. Have meaningful and, and deepening conversations. Don't subject yourself to things that are just going to make you miserable. Yeah, until you, well, not, not I was going to say until you have the, until you can hold yourself in it. Because sometimes you just, you know, you want to support people and, and some of them like to complain. But hopefully at some point you can hold a barrier around yourself that that stuff doesn't make you miserable um, and serve your purpose, whatever way that is, man. Yeah. And so it it is what it, uh, it is what you make of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Well, um, Ernie, I appreciate it. Uh, There's some things uh, that we can certainly talk about here. First of all, I, uh, we put out our first, you know, when we, when we we first built this podcast, we were talking about having three different parts. Um, some of the more astute people may have realized that we recently went back and changed our episode names. So they're no longer conversation three, meditation four, uh, interview two, that sort of thing. We just felt like it was more natural blend to have <clears throat> uh, them titled in a way that is more appealing to people so you can still see what type of conver- or what type of episode it is in the show notes uh but they're a little bit more organic now uh that all being said uh we are adding a fourth element we have added a fourth element uh where uh ernie and i will take time on our own to have quick little talks um and ernie put out put out his first talk last week which ernie i very much appreciate i think it's very beneficial for anybody who's who's grieving over any sort of loss Uh, yeah um it's not necessarily strictly for loss i use it uh for any i what i i put out a uh, a clip that i sent to somebody about grieving or or feeling sadness, but, um, it's been most beneficial for me in the little tiny sadnesses that pop up in my life. Um, like the, the, um, the sadness that comes up when I feel like I'm being left out or when I feel like I'm not worthy or when I feel like nobody cares about me, these little things that happen just from subtle cues from our environment that we make to believe, uh, 
that they mean something about us and then we get triggered you know at some point inside of us at uh, a pain point or a pressure and and a lot of times we don't process those things or take care of them and we neglect to notice oh you know even though it was just um, they went to Chipotle together and didn't invite me I'm actually internally really hurt in this moment and and although it's not a big deal it might be useful to feel that or look into it. And, and so I have a process for that um, in order to not repeat Absolutely. the same cycles of, of uh, leaking that, that pain or sadness or frustrations into my life and, and my decisions. And I, I think that's something that people experience all the time. I mean, it's not something that we always, you know, express verbally, but I mean, that... <sighs> I, I know that I've felt that 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 subtle that subtle hurt uh, when not included in in certain element or certain events or even those I I know what you're saying yeah it's it different was, for it everyone was, it is and it was a very good episode so I highly recommend you go back and check that out um, I, again I appreciate that yeah man um, also on um, we we just uh, launched uh, or just uh, announced rather uh, we are holding another uh, live meditation class so really excited uh, expanding a little bit over last time um, and for those of you who were not able to make it last time we did have a, a do a live recording um, this time it's going to be at a yoga studio in in Grandview Heights uh, which is just west of uh, downtown Columbus Ohio on April 16th um, at 6 30 p.m. Um, Ernie, uh, your master yoga or not yoga uh, meditation instructor will be leading the class again. Ernie, that's uh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. I want to implement a couple different practices that um, people who um, haven't meditated or have just started diving into um, the the stillness and connecting with your breath and returning to your breath uh, style meditation uh, maybe haven't. Um, experienced. So uh, I'm, I'm excited to um, take some of the things that I've learned around breath work and uh, implement that for people as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to uh, see where you go with this. Um, the uh, the link to register uh, for that is in the show notes. Uh, it is $5, uh, which helps go toward uh, covering our costs for that event. Uh, again, that uh, that link is in the show notes. Uh, follow us on Instagram at one mosaic life. Um, and then of course, please, 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 even if you don't want to follow us on Instagram, uh, it, it helps out tremendously. If you can leave us a five-star review on, uh, on Apple podcasts that helps other people discover us. It helps, um, de- determine whether or not, uh, Apple thinks we're worthy. So that'd be great if you could do that. Almighty Apple. Almighty, almighty Apple. Um, yeah, Ernie, you got anything else? No. <laughs> I appreciate you considering that. Yeah. Um, uh, thank you. Yeah. Um, oh, if uh, you know, we are still, we are always looking for uh, people to uh, bring on to the podcast. Uh, if you've got a great story about overcoming some adversity to get to where you are, or if you help others do that, uh, please reach out to us at uh, the email address is one mosaic life at gmail.com. Uh, We are always looking to talk with and partner with uh, phenomenal uh, people, both here locally in Columbus, Ohio, and, uh, well, abroad, across the the country and across the world. International, even universal. Universal. Um, Universal, yeah. 
Awesome. Well, Ernie, it's always a pleasure, my friend. Um, I look forward to the next time we get to do this. Yeah. Take care. Take care to you. And uh, I don't know. Close the show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Be well. Yeah, there we go. All right, friends, thank you again so, so, so much for spending the last hour with us. We truly appreciate it. We don't take anybody for granted. uh, And you shouldn't. As a podcaster, you know, whether you're large or small, you know, two downloads or two million, it's important to know that uh, your listeners make you and uh, they help shape who you become. This is your show. This is uh, we're doing this for you as much as we are for ourselves. And we want to see you grow um, as we grow, too. So please, please, please uh, let us know what you thought. Let us know how you feel about the podcast. Let, let us know what you're getting out of it. Uh, you can do so on Instagram at one mosaic life. Uh, you can email us one mosaic life at gmail.com. And of course, you can let us know what how you how you feel through uh through the review official review process uh whether you're on spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher any of the above or any other platform available you know please uh rate us how you feel appropriate five stars would be great but if you feel like we can do better just let us know um that that goes a long long way especially as we choose the people whom we interview and um um, you know, as, as we shape our conversations and our meditations and our talks and all of the above. So uh, if you are in the Columbus or Central Ohio area and uh, you are interested in our live meditation classes, uh, check the show notes. Uh, there's a link in the description uh, for our live meditation class on April 16th. That's April 16th. That's a Thursday at 6.30 p.m. in Grandview Heights, which is just west of downtown Columbus for those who are curious. Uh, we're going to spend an hour uh, in, a, in sitting uh, meditation um, with Ernie as the instructor, and I'm really, really stoked about it. So again, it's April 16th. Check the show notes for the link and uh, get signed up. That would be just swell. Again, this episode of the podcast was brought to you by 2237 Designs, your personal web concierge, making your online presence simple. I'll take care of you. Uh, Shoot me a text, 380-201-3300. Let me know you heard about us on the pod. And of course, I will hook you up with a free year of hosting. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. And we will be back next Sunday. And uh, we look forward to seeing you. Have a great first week of March. Enjoy your daylight savings time when it kicks in next weekend. And we'll be back soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.